Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast with me, Ali Vasquez. I am the team leader of the Vasquez team of Karis Realty Group, and we are based out of Maryland. Let's talk today about curb appeal. If you are know me personally, you know that one of my least favorite things is when people try and like quote real estate shows to me, try and talk to me about these real estate shows. First of all, I don't watch them. I do not watch them. And when I did used to watch them, the only ones that I feel are slightly realistic are the Property Brothers and love it or list it, but even love it or list it is a little overproduced. But yes, those are the only two shows that I think are real and that I think are actually accurately reflect what we go through every single day. Curb appeal is one of those things, does it actually matter? And the answer is yes. I mean, it is the first thing you see. It is the first impression. So when you pull up outside of a house, you need to make sure that that thing is shining. What can we do to really up our curb appeal? I definitely recommend some kind of landscaping. Now, landscaping, that makes it sound that I'm asking you to like, you know, complete this whole plan and like, you know, have a crew of like 10 guys out there. No, I don't think that that is necessary. But like, let's talk like mowing the grass, right? Trimming back bushes. Um, I know that the other day our landscapers came and I, it looked like my house got a Brazilian. Like it went from completely overgrown. I showed up and I was like, oh my gosh, she is bare. But it was awesome because you got to actually see the house and like even seeing the underside of those bushes <laughs> now we're talking about resilience again but seeing the underside of a bush was really just you know kind of refreshing and lovely and just like it's refreshing down there we also need to see that in our homes have I lost you already doesn't matter I'm gonna keep going um, so yes I definitely think that landscaping is the first thing you know we need to keep trees back take down dead ones like we need to make sure that everything is right and tight when we put this on the market people ask me a lot about plants and flowers if that is what you want to do but I really think a little goes a long way like I would rather see all of the other greenery in its best form as opposed to then planting flowers or leaving it kind of raggedy and then planting flowers um, I can guarantee you that like nobody actually sees the flowers and those are one of the most interchangeable things so Everybody knows that I have a slight problem with plants. Plant community don't come for me. You already have come for me personally, but I mean, I just, I don't understand plants. I think they're lovely when they're lovely, but when they're gross, I cannot get over it. I think that plants, when they're not right, they are awful and uh, my brain personally can't get over them. Again, just like I suggest for the interior of a home, for the exterior, a little paint goes a long way. Paint what you can. I recently had a home where I helped, I represented the seller and then the buyer went unrepresented, right? So I sold it then. Then when the buyer wanted to put it on the market again, I represented her as the seller and the house had always, the color had always irked me. Not only had the color irked me, but the actual paint job just looked awful. Like from the street, it looked okay. From up close, it was blotchy, splotchy, and the colors didn't go together. They weren't complimentary. It was all very warm. Mm, it was giving me 1992 tones and I wasn't all about it. So right before we put it on the market, I said, let's paint it this color. She was very hesitant. She was like, I don't think that that's gonna get us what we need. And I was like, I promise you it will. On a street with a bunch of older homes from like the 50s and 60s, if we just give it this totally modern paint job, I think it'll be great. 
The second half of her house had been painted, she's sending me pictures, she's texting me, she's calling me, and she's like, why did I not do this? And I said, I told you when you bought this house that that was the first thing that you should have done. But we went from like maroon and beige, we went to almost like a sage green with black shutters, and that shit was sleek, it was lovely, and we ended up getting, you know, way above asking price, even in a slowing down market, and I think a lot of it had to do with our amazing curb appeal. Another thing is let's take a step back and evaluate all of our exterior structures and systems. That means the gutters, that means the downspouts, the downspout extenders, and decks, patios, etc. One gutter being clogged or one downspout not being extended during an inspection could cost you the whole deal because if there is some evidence that water has ever penetrated, a first-time buyer or just any sort of hesitant, not all the way in buyer is going to run for the hills. We all know that those are easy fixes, but buyers don't always know that. So I always recommend almost like a checkup, a walkthrough, a walk around where we make sure that the gutters, the downspouts, and also combined with that, you need to make sure that your sump pump is still running and doing its job. That would just do a lot for buyers. Another recommendation is checking out your deck. A lot of people, when we're evaluating their homes, they say, I, I need to replace the deck. This deck is horrible. Mm, let's not go all the way there. First of all, they make this really great thick paint that you can use to paint the deck. Let's see if that takes care of any of the imperfections in the wood. Most cosmetic issues are taken care of with that. Second step, if there's the wood still looks a little janky, I would recommend replacing individual boards or individual posts on the cosmetic part of the deck, not necessarily the structural supports. Although if your structural supports are not good, they'll definitely show up during an inspection. If your deck is shaky, you shouldn't be, you should not be putting it on the market. You should have someone come by and do all the things they need to do to shore it up, sister it up, make sure that it's not shaky. But I'm not a big proponent of completely replacing a deck or a patio. I just think that that's a way that certain contractors might wanna just try and get your money and you don't need to be spending your money on all of that. You need to think that a lot of times people have other plans for the exterior of your home and if you replace the whole thing, it might be a total waste. I know it breaks people's heart when they go by and they see that someone has replaced, completely ripped out something that they just replaced. And although it's not your house and you need to kind of make that separation, I agree, it sucks when somebody completely replaces what you just replaced. Everyone loves to power wash. I love, well, I don't actually power wash. Ew, that's definitely not my thing. I love when a house is power washed, but you have to really be careful because on an older home, if you start power washing, you might start completely washing off parts of the paint, parts of shingles, like you need to be very, very careful and judicious when you power wash, but obviously a power wash does wonders for the curb appeal of your home. Let's talk about fences. A lot of people get very worked up about fences. I have a client right now who is like, oh my gosh, this fence looks horrible. Her fence actually looks perfectly fine, but her neighbors just replaced theirs, and so theirs looks like shining and sparkly and new, and hers is just okay. So I would recommend and replacing any sort of um, fence posts that are totally rotted out. Um, if you live in an area that has like an HOA, you have to be prepared for the fact that your HOA is going to come through and if your fence is leaning, they might ding you and you're gonna have to make that repair anyway. And then that's a little bit closer towards settlement and people get really bent out of shape when it's, we're getting that close and it's like, oh, by the way, you have to replace like a whole section of fence. 
But that can be said for all exterior repairs. If you think you're in the clear, but you live in an HOA, you're not in the clear. Some people are gonna want to put in a better fence because they have you know, an animal that might try and jump out. Some people might not need a fence at all. So we always have to ride that line of making sure that it is good enough but also we're not gonna be completely heartbroken if the person is like, oh yeah, and by the way, I have complete other plans for this space and this area. Allison, when we were discussing this episode, you had a lot of questions about curb appeal. So ask away right now. Can the interior ever outshine the exterior or vice versa? Oh my gosh, all the time. I can't tell you the amount of times I've either pulled up to a house and been like, oh my gosh, this looks awesome on the outside and on the inside I'm like, wow, what a letdown. You definitely don't want that. Similarly, you don't want to pull up to a house and be like, this is a piece of garbage. We're leaving and you never get to see the inside. My own personal home, the one that I just sold two years ago, was such a hot mess on the exterior. I'm talking grass all the way up to the hips. Um, every square inch of siding was completely rotten to the point that my three or at that point my two-year-old child could pull down pieces himself with his own hands and the roof was so squishy and disgusting that like people would be walking across it to like give us estimates and they would just be sinking with every step it was like they were walking in snow it was so embarrassing but i truly believe that um uh, the real estate gods had other plans for that home. It had to be mine. Why? Because most people got scared away when they saw how completely horrible it looked on the outside. And then the inside wasn't actually that bad. So you definitely want your interior and your exterior to be neck and neck. It doesn't really do you any good to have the interior outshine the exterior or vice versa. At what point should I get a new driveway, roof, or windows? Mm, okay, so windows, um, if they're completely non-functional, nobody wants your stank ass house. I'm sorry, but like nobody wants it. If you can't see out of them because they're all fogged up, that means that all of the seals have been completely compromised. Nobody wants that. If you can't open them because they're all painted shut, nobody wants that. Like you need to start thinking about that while it is your own house so that you can enjoy it yourself. There is nothing worse than somebody completely replacing something and then being like, wow, I really love this. I wish I had done that. Do it when you can, when you can still enjoy it and then, you know, pass it along to someone else. Um, as far as driveways go, like if we have gigantic, gigantic cracks or again, if the HOA is constantly leaving notification on your doorstep that your driveway is unacceptable, then again, wouldn't you want that for yourself? Don't you want to not have a pothole situation on your own property? So um, those are the things to think of. There are a lot of things that can make a roof look old when it's not really old, but if your roof just looks completely beat to hell, we are no longer in the market where you can just be like, oh yeah, it is what it is, go ahead and take it as it is you absolutely have to replace your roof or offer some kind of a credit to the buyer, complete with an estimate if that's not within your you know, financial capabilities to do right before you list it. What a lot of people don't know is that a problem with a roof can cause problems with water and different kinds of penetration in the basement. So you're not just compromising the top of your house, you're compromising the bottom. And we all know that the basement is the foundation. And if the foundation is compromised, then we have a lot of problems. It's definitely like a job interview where the way you carry yourself and the way you conduct yourself on the outside is how you want people to think things are going on the inside. So you want people to think that we take care of this. We have pride in the ownership of our home so that on, when they get to the inside, they have that same kind of good, warm, fuzzy feeling. When you have questions about real estate, you know I always keep it real. Thanks for listening to the Keeping It Real Estate podcast.